Arundel. Arundel Castle. Arundel, absolutely beautiful. My go-to oh. place, I think, every time. South Downs was actually uh, named the grandest view in the world, according to John Constable, the landscape painter. So, I mean, how can you get better than that? This is episode 29 of the Travel Podcast. Welcome, I'm Matthew from the Travel Podcast, and on this episode, we're exploring the beautiful southeast region of England. I'm joined by Jules from the Travel Podcast team and our special guest, Fran Downton, Chief Exec of Tourism Southeast. We'll be discussing everything from beautiful countryside to historic castles and ways to explore the region, including a ride on the world's only year-round hovercraft service. Plus, stay tuned until the end to find out some of Fran's hidden gems. Fran, thank you very much for joining us today and again for going to be sharing your knowledge of the beautiful southeast part of England. It is, um, I know one of your areas, Kent, known as the Garden of England, so there's lots of nature and beautiful places to see. And on that, if you could just give us, for the listeners who may not be aware of what the southeast part of England entails, so what, you know, what is included within that, what counties, um, what's the weather like, how do people get there? And what kind of accommodation would people be able to get within that region? Yeah, of course. Um, first off, thank you ever so much for uh, inviting me. Um, absolute pleasure to uh, talk about my uh, specialist subject, the southeast of England. Um, it's a very big area, actually. Uh, we cover nine counties, so we run from Kent, um, East and West Sussex, uh, Surrey, Hampshire and the Isle of Wight, um, Buckinghamshire, Berkshire and Oxfordshire and um, we've pushed our traditional boundaries if you like and obviously we, we, we represent and work with a lot of people now in the kind of Bournemouth, Dorset, pool areas so so yeah um, just stretching that out a little bit so it's a, it's a huge area um, wraps right around London um, and as you alluded to yeah we we have the best weather in the whole of England, the sunniest, uh, the sunniest points in the whole of England. Um, and today, um, without exception, yeah, I'm sure we're uh, we're all uh, feeling that at the moment. I'm sure the sun on the coast um, is where a lot of people want to be right now. Um, and within our region, um, we work with a lot of people. The whole of the the, the um, dynamic tourism industry that covers pretty much um, all the sectors within that. So um, all the kind of range of hotels that you would expect to see from B&Bs to South Catering, all types of accommodation. Again, attractions, they range from um, um, your very large um, international um internationally known attractions down to your kind of small localized museums we have um uh, we work with a lot of those um and along with that we work with 23 um specific destinations across that region to to um represent and make sure that we can communicate everything that is is really unique about each one of their their areas and destinations so yeah very wide, a lot to talk about and cover, and um, pretty much everything that you would um, expect to uh, be represented from a tourism aspect. That's brilliant, Fran. What a fantastic uh, large stance that you do cover. And so as the area is so vast, would you be able to highlight some of the key attractions and activities that listeners should look to visit, whether on a day trip or, or on a longer holiday? Absolutely. I mean, I, 
from um, an accessibility point of view, the, the region is, is um, whether you're um, coming in internationally or looking at kind of a domestic um, coming um, down from somewhere else in the country, really easy to get to. We are, um, most destinations uh, are within an hour to an hour and a half outside of London, um, whether that's by road, by rail. Um, we also have obviously Gatwick Airport within our um, region, so that's flying straight in. And we also kind of touch the border um, um, for pretty much most of the, uh, the larger London um, airports as well. So um, from that aspect, it's really easy to get to coming in from Europe, obviously, where the, where the, the gateway into to England from Europe. So whether um, you're coming in across the, the channel um, or by, um, by tunnel. And of course, we have the largest um, cruise port in the in the in the country as well so um absolutely really really easy to get around from that point of view and then once you're here it really is very dependent on um your tastes and what you're looking for we have something to suit absolutely everybody um from the real large um iconic attractions if you like uh, representing um the unesco blenheim palace um, up in Oxfordshire, down to kind of Stonehenge. We work with the uh, English Heritage to, to, to talk about um, all those kind of really iconic uh, areas that they represent. For somewhere like um, Portsmouth that would, um, um, on the coast that has such a huge maritime heritage, and that offers an array of different um, attractions, all targeting both that um, maritime heritage that we have. Um, from somewhere that um, is really kind of um, bustly and um, kind of a bit more um, iconic and urban in that way, somewhere like Brighton maybe is is, is um, always on people's um, tick list. And it, it really depends, attraction, whether you're looking for a specific attraction within that or somewhere like Brighton where it's actually the destination itself that is, is, is the key hook. And and with that, uh, I know you mentioned there you've got the um, UNESCO Heritage of Blenheim Palace, and um, there's a lot there's a lot of attractions in and around, and some international ones. So I know actually my nephew yesterday went to Marwell Zoo, uh, which is a very popular thing at the moment, and I know they're doing it on a restricted number access. Um, so would is there some if people are looking from like a family point of view for just to get away on a day trip to to come down from essentially London or elsewhere or, or if they're on a longer stay are there any other great little family places that people can go and, and visit absolutely and I think um, I, I've heard it a lot now the daycation is is obviously going to be really high on everybody's agendas at the moment just needing to kind of um, uh, see a different environment is, is is key to everyone so yeah the zoos have um, fared very well over this period um, particularly Marwell Zoo and again, they've all had their, uh, every single one of our attractions has, has been faced with challenges over this time to look at their operating procedures and how they roll this out. But zoos um, in particular and wildlife um, centres lend themselves particularly well to being able to be a kind of open and uh, 
safe environment from from that point of view so yeah marwell great day out obviously um lots to see and and what we are seeing from a, a visitor point of view at the moment is is that um families are looking to spend longer times longer than they would normally have done um perhaps on a on a on a, an attraction visit beforehand so marwell would absolutely re represent a a full day out if you like with all the different aspects that they have been able to adapt um alongside that somewhere like the the um the steam trains also again don't naturally spring to mind when you think of um something that you would uh, perhaps feel comfortable at the moment but actually a lot of them have gone very much out of their way to ensure that um, the restrictions and the procedures that they need to, to put in place still are, are in place but allow a really really good day out experience still so yes there are restricted capacities on those and I think it is worth it worth saying kind of really right from the get-go um, it is so important at the moment that you um, and the the phrase is you know before you go that you really have looked at the websites and researched and know where you're going and what you're doing um, before you actually do that. Just because there are new so many new procedures in place for for everyone at the moment, and then in line with that, a lot of um, our attractions now do require you to book ahead. They are on reduced capacity, so that will require um, a booking of some sort. And that's, I mean, that's reassurance on both sides that, that, that our visitors know that they have got their space and they will be able to enjoy everything. That's great. Um, definitely a fantastic tip there, know before you go. And obviously, if you book in advance, then you know that you're guaranteed to be getting in. And, and like you said, you make the full day of it, um, the whole day, should I say, sorry, in that attraction. Uh, I myself, actually, I'm waiting for my rebook for my um, Thomas's Big Day Out at Didcot uh, Railway, which I'm very excited about. Another fantastic family day out there. And you mentioned um, Portsmouth and Brighton. Uh, what about sort of water attractions? Obviously, you've got um, a, a massive coastline. Um, so where would you recommend would be a great place to take part in some water sports or such as sailing or kayaking, stuff like that? Yeah, it's really, again, really popular. And um, I think uh, a lot of our visitors have kind of rediscovered or embracing new activities in this way. Um, uh, living on the coast myself, it, it, it really is um, a kind of a, a transition. I've never seen so many people out on the water at the moment on, on paddle boards and in, in kayaks. And um, actually, all along the coast, these these um, activities are very much available. Um, I'd absolutely recommend somewhere like um, Gosport, which is, it is just outside of Portsmouth. Um, again, Portsmouth has some great um, uh, activities there and is obviously the home of uh, Ben Ainsley as well. So um, renowned for its uh, water sports, but just outside of Portsmouth, Gosport as a destination, again, has some real, um, real lovely areas but offers that kind of day hire and family day out um, uh, so you're not making big investments on any of this equipment um, but you can hire equipment and absolutely um, give paddleboarding and kayaking a go. Have you given it a go good friend? 
do you know what? I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to say yes, but no, not yet. I, I, I've been content to watch from the uh, the shoreline at the moment, but um, yeah, maybe that's uh, maybe that's to be rectified. Definitely, we need to see those pictures, please. <laughs> <laughs> so another really fun thing we do as a family is we all get on our bikes, and again, that's been something that has um, definitely increased in popularity. Um, do you, have you got some good bike and cycle routes in the in the southeast? Yeah, I mean, and, and again, that's the real easy thing to do for everyone, I think. So it does it doesn't even necessarily have to be, um, as we were saying then, a no before you go or a planned. That actually can be an ad hoc activity that is um, really easy to do. Um, with all of these, I would just say um, what we don't have um, really in England at all is a joined up one route kind of around the country easy join on to cycle path so you do have to know what destination you're looking at to access the routes that you would like however some easy quick wins with that um, somewhere like the national parks the south downs or the new forest um, really obviously all built around um, open air and have a lot of different um, um, cycle um, paths that you can do but also on that cycle higher and 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 getting around like that so th those two um so we have um those two national parks in the in the in the southeast of england south downs and the national park very different in their environment so um as the new forest suggests very dense forest area if you like lots of lots of places to explore um whereas the south downs is a far more kind of open um rolling kind of uh, environment so they're yeah two very beautiful but very different in um environments and then on that as well we've got you know massive areas of outstanding next national beauty so um somewhere like surrey hills again all set up for that um, ex that cycling, walking, um, outdoor experience, um, uh, and, and and very easy to to access. Yeah, that's brilliant. And I guess the, there's some great walking routes as well, sort of hiking trails. I know that we did um, some preliminary training for our trek in in some of these areas where we um, donned all our gear and got hiking. Um, is there a reference point or where, where should people go to find out sort of the cycle routes or the walks? I mean, a, a, a starting point with that, I definitely recommend um, our website, Visit Southeast England, that themes, um, that themes these so you can just take a look and, and kind of um, choose or and, and that will springboard you onto the, de the specific destination and for further information to, to drill down to actually get those specific routes um, that, that you need. So um, yeah, as from that point of view, unless you know the, the destination and obviously in which case you can go straight to them, most of the destinations will have a visit at um, um, website address that will um, allow you to access all these types of activities and um, usually branded under the kind of uh, outdoor activity um, uh, theme but yeah they most of them will actually have that uh, facility. That's brilliant I was reading some of the press releases and the South Downs was actually uh, named the grandest view in the world according to John Constable the landscape painter so I mean how can you get better than that? It's, it is absolutely stunning and, and obviously 
especially on a on a day like today today it's you know the weather's great and you it's somewhere where you you absolutely can be and um it, it should be said these these areas these outdoor spaces um are accommodating a lot more visitors than they normally would i would say at the moment so um it is worth uh, again just just uh taking a look, choosing your times, um, depending on, on kind of um, how much uh, of your own space you would really like with that. Um, but yeah, and, and there's also, you know, there's so many activities you can do with that over and above the, the usual sort, uh, cycling, walking. There's been some real um, uh, creative ideas, shall we say, on, on, on guiding, knowing behind the scenes, outdoor yoga now, all that kind of um, activities. Again, they're very much available uh, in many of the regions, but um, doing it in a stunning setting, if you like, such as the South Downs is, is uh, becoming more and more popular. Oh, that sounds great. Outdoor yoga. Fantastic. Um, and I noticed when I've been visiting, the whole area is super dog friendly. I've got a little um, puppy. And yeah, when I take him around certain other areas of the country, I don't think they're quite as accepting as in the southeast. There's definitely, I think the dogs are friendlier too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've been recently introduced to dog ownership myself. It's, um, yeah, absolutely a, 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 a baptism, baptism of fire, isn't it? So actually knowing that um, I don't have to compromise too much on my days out and where I go. Is, is really reassuring looking at it from, from um, myself being a visitor. Um, at the, uh, the Visit Southeast England website does list, it has, you know, it has a dog-friendly theme, it will list and, and, and highlight absolutely the areas, the attractions um, that can be um, accessed. It's, and as you say, it's, it's becoming wider, it's not limited. And as we go into... Um, you know, this later season now, um, I, we're expecting an extension of the season. Um, and so the staycations, if you like, is where we're, we're branding them now, or the, the, the longer breaks, um, you know, there, there are um, options within that for you to, to take your dog with you. So absolutely, the accommodation is becoming easier to find that you can um, take your, your take your dogs to. Um, linked in with that, the the dog friendly um, pubs and places to eat. Um, even the hotels um, are are working with people and accommodating this to, to to make it as easy as they possibly can. So yeah, I'm thrilled that I can still actually achieve my days out and and own a pet yeah no it definitely gives you that like you said you'd have to compromise which I think maybe you might have had to do before you had to do a little bit more research but yeah the southeast is definitely the place very animal friendly and the animals seem to be friendlier too um, and also with that um another thing we were talking about were like the historical site um, so you mentioned like Stonehenge earlier on. Is there any other like key historical highlights you would mention? Well, absolutely, and and, and the you know the history is is it, it really is kind of um, pick your era you want to look at and 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 um, and kind of. Uh, uncover so there are so many areas and it really does depend on on, on your interest and, and what you're looking at so um 
as I say, the, the Portsmouth itself had as a destination is, is very um, historical in its, its naval and maritime history. Um, equally, um, we have naval history and heritage in um, Chatham in Kent as well. So they have both have historical dockyards that span a number of eras, but, but contained within in that theme. But also things like if the, you're then looking at the castles, we have um, we have um, more castles, I think, than actually Scotland does at this time. Um, so if you can actually trail your your way around the castles of, of, of the southeast, and again, they span very different time eras. Um, there's a, a whole dense um, population of them in Kent. So if you're looking kind of for the Leeds Castle and... Um, um, yeah, Leeds Castle in Kent, that's very confusing. And really good, typical of the kind of Tudor period, if you like. They do have, obviously, history, but yeah, um, yeah, real typical of the kind of Tudor, Henry VIII history, all interwe interwoven in it. So they're lovely to go in. And again, both of them will offer you a day out rather than just now a, a short visit. That is a whole kind of family family day out and that's brilliant and the favorite location of mine in your area is the Isle of Wight um done a lot of uh, little trips over there and it's really easy isn't it to, to jump on a ferry with your car or, or as a foot passenger um, and get over it's only uh, how long does it take from well it it depends um on on how quick you want that to be um if you go if you're taking your car over um for a longer break you're looking at uh, between 45 minutes maybe an hour um you can actually also go on there on the um, kind of fast cat so that is um about 25 minutes half an hour really really quick or even, and it is the only uh, form of transport of its type still running in England, you can take a hovercraft over as a foot passenger, which, um, yeah, blows people's minds. Yes, there is a, still a hovercraft and it will connect you from Portsmouth to the Isle of Wight. Really unique, special way to kind of travel and get over there. So I, I definitely recommend that. But the Isle of Wight still has and has retained um that holiday island feel to it it's still very much um and i can I, you know, i'm saying this personally i i can look at this i can see the isle of wight from my house and yet when you go over there even for a day trip you do feel like you're going on holiday it's it, it has all those kind of connotations to it um and they are working incredibly hard at the moment to um to welcome visitors back and to um, embrace and show everything they've got to, to to offer. And again, there's a lot, as well as their attractions that have all gone through the procedures, there's a lot of outdoor space, a lot of um, a lot of um, beautiful sites to be seen and a lot of uh, lovely sandy beaches to be uh, to be explored. So, yeah, the Isle of Wight, I think, will be very popular um for for this year um what i will say um including the isle of wight within this when i say everyone has worked so hard to to get their procedures in place um visitors can now look and um as they're researching and, and doing and most of our attractions are working their way many of them have got it already through a charter mark a tick mark it's a green tick that says we're good to go and that's a reassurance for um visitors for staff for um for residents local residents it just shows that that particular attraction hotel um the place you're going to visit has 
um, followed a procedure, has uh, adhered to the guidelines in place, and and therefore has been awarded and certificated to say to say so. So it really is a, a, a nice kind of comfort blanket, if you like, when you're doing your research to know that is the case. What a fantastic initiative! Is that something just in the southeast? That is not. That is nationwide. So that's been rolled out by Visit Britain nationally um, obviously we have completely backed this and asked and embraced uh, all of our destinations to roll that out to all their businesses so it's it should be fairly uh, comprehensive and well used across the country um, and I can say um, as, as well as everybody and all our destinations are doing I think the Isle of Wight is leading the way at the moment with getting all their businesses through that so they're real really pioneering that uh, as, a, as, a, as a good to go destination if you like. And and on that way obviously the Isle of Wight as you mentioned you feel like you're getting away and some people at the moment may just want to get away from it all um, and, I've, and I know there's a couple of remote style stays or some people just want to get away and relax so some spa hotels. I was looking at uh, Two Hoots Glamping the other week which I know is in, in the southeast and uh, as a, it's also got a potential of a little bubble because they do little um, Yurts, kind of yeah. uh, little huts, and there's only I think about eight or six or eight accommodations in there. So you know it's great potentially for a, f a family if they're bubbling together there, or friends can go there and they know that they everything there is safe and secure and can really That's get it. away. Are there any other sort of areas that you could recommend for that, or also spa hotels? Absolutely. I mean the the. Um... The, the concept, the whole uh, camping, glamping, um, and kind of staying outdoors, again, hugely popular at the moment. That is definitely one I would say right here, right now, you do need to um, to know before you go and book in advance because, uh, yeah, everybody is, is, is looking at that and saying that's exactly what I'd like to do at the moment. And speaking personally from someone that is not inclined usually to... Uh, to, to on a, a tent and uh, sleep in a field actually camping at the moment is seems yeah seems nice glamping ticks every box I have to say if you're going to let me do it in in relative comfort then I'm I'm all in on that but I think the, the, the whole of the country at the moment is having that very same thought so um two hoots the beautiful beautiful um quirky almost um um kind of glamping so yeah it, they, they do look after you really well um another one that, that um so 1066 country um in the hastings area if you like that that whole coastal area they have some lovely glamping areas so there's um swallow hill and again they have a very um a, a large area but uh, a reduced amount of um different stuff so everyone is slightly different quite unique but it is along the glamping theme um so again that's an, a, a really special one to look at and if you you're looking at some of the um cottages as well um we've got a number listed on our of them listed on listed on our website and they can pinpoint different counties within our our region um and you can check availability on those so yeah they're they're lovely and and really easy to do and then spa weekends absolutely um i think we're all inclined for a little bit of comfort at the moment and kind of treated um, in, in in that way and it is probably um you know pointing out some, somewhere like the the solon um hotel and spa that is um 
in between kind of Winchester and, and, and Southampton, absolutely beautiful. Um, somewhere in Southampton, the um, Harbour Hotel, um, five star, beautiful hotel, really, really spoil yourself. And actually from an availability point of view, the hotels are a little bit easier to access at the moment. And that's not to say they are um, any less safe, I would say. I think they've all had to go for even more so for a hotel because, um, because of the the way they would normally run they've had to go through quite comprehensive procedures to put new things in place to make sure that they are adhering many of them have got the tick mark already um, so it's a real comfortable safe environment to be in now but again you get that added kind of special uh, um, kind of uh, comfort and luxury at the moment which which sounds very very appealing it definitely does and I know we've uh, we highlighted it in our episode 19 where we did a focus purely on Bournemouth uh, but we talked about the new forest in my one of my favorites you've got the uh, Tooting Glen and then the Pig so they're two amazing places to be able to get away and have a spa day but then also explore the forest which you mentioned earlier which is a, a, a stunning stunning place and go and see your wild ponies um, and that sort of leads me on to some hidden gems because a lot of people don't know about the wild ponies in the New Forest. So that would be my hidden gem of the southeast. Do you have some hidden gems yourself that you can share that people may, some people may know about? Um, they may become less hidden because more and more people are now exploring. Um, but what would be your considered hidden gems? It's, I mean, like you say, I mean, we've, I think we've all had the opportunity, and, and again, with that kind of feeling of almost staying local or exploring local that we've all done over the last uh, few months. I think we've all kind of uncovered more than we knew was on our doorstep. And so, um, yeah, they're not as hidden maybe as they once were, but um, absolutely sharing these. And and, and um, it's important to, to kind of spread everybody out at the moment and explore um, as many of these places as you can. So my personal favourite at the moment, and again, it's, it's kind of local on my doorstep. Um, so Leon Solent, it's in between... Um, Portsmouth and uh, the Gosport destination we were we were talking about, and they have a whole um, uh, coastal frontage, and it's not huge. It's it, it is tiny, um, but they have a kind of a coastal area, and then behind that sits a kind of wildlife ground, if you like, with 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 birds and um, kind of somewhere to walk. Um, yeah, uh, lots of uh, you know lakes and ducks and, and and things. So you get kind of a real uh, all-in-one kind of thing. So it does become a, a bit of a day out. But absolutely, you're on the coast and 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 there's walks there. Beautiful pub, usually local pub nearby. So um, that's one of my personal favourites at the moment. Um, yeah, I don't know if they'll thank me for sharing that to the to the wider world. But yeah, no, it is, it, yeah, it is beautiful at the moment. Um, and and um, yeah, just a sense of kind of outdoor space. Um, my one of my apps, and it's not. I guess I, I put it there as one of my favourites. It's not that well hidden, although it's great for uh, a really good explore. Is is Brighton? Now I, I I know that's probably up there on everybody's. Oh yeah, we all love Brighton. But actually, um, just coming back from the known areas, the beachfront, and 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 that. If you just come back and even take the the time to just keep strolling down to the Hove area. 
Um, again, beautiful and just a little less bustly and busy, but yeah, it just continues on down and, and you, you hit all those really kind of um, uh, traditional pubs and, and, um, and, and a bit still with that seaside feel. So yeah, that's one of my, uh, I would say one of my uh, favourites. I've got a little hidden gem, I think. So when I was at university, my friend lived in Deal in Kent. Yes. And um, I, yeah, I, I was invited back to her hometown one uh, semester and um, oh, it's just really quaint and cute little coastal town. Um, it's got a little pier and really great fish and chips on the seafront and um, yeah, just chilled vibes. It seems yeah. Yeah, pretty chill. I have to say sometimes um, coming back from the kind of the, the lesser known again, another one is um, I mentioned earlier, the, the Rye area in Hastings, uh, just outside of Hastings, absolutely uh, for a little explore and a day out. And uh, again, you're on the coast, but you get the best of both worlds because you, you, you come back a bit. Um, so, yeah, that's that's another one of my, my favourites, I think, is, is, is somewhere to to explore but I, I, what I what I'd say is is destinations are actually working hard to work with the visitors to showcase what they have at the moment and knowing that they 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 really want to um not just move the visitors around uh within their their destination but they want to encourage people to you know stay longer see more um so all of them are kind of really working hard to highlight all the the real special places within their within their region and um, i mean a, another <laughs> hidden gem again i'm not sure that it's it's that well hidden anymore but um taking a a an explore along the thames so not the we come out of london coming to berkshire come along the the thames area along that area is is, is beautiful at the moment and everybody is taking advantage i think of, of just the various different ways of of getting uh, along the thames and there are lots of options of kind of varying boating options of from from south higher from kayaking to to um yeah to, to to barging so there's lots of different options and but yeah it's beautiful at the moment i was i was going to say uh, i know you mentioned but again blenheim palace earlier and, and i was going to say one of my great places when i used to visit family in reading we used to go to henley a lot along the river and that is another what i'd say is a very hidden jet although people know henley regatta and um for for from that side of it but i don't think many people think of it as a place to go and explore especially for if you're coming maybe from London or North London or a bit Midlands, you know, you may not make it all the way to the south in the in a day trip, but you could go to the like you mentioned the Thames and go and explore where it's going to be a bit more chilled. Um, yeah. You're going to get the, the the cooler air off of the river, but it's a stunning stunning place. Exactly, and all these little towns that hang off the river as well. A, a beautiful Henley itself is 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 a lovely place. We've we've seen in on its own right some real hidden gems and different types of shops, you know, and. Uh, all different kind of hidden things in there that is definitely worth an explore. No, thank you. And you already, with one of your hidden gems, you mentioned one of your personal favourite places to go. But along the southeast, if you could only say this weekend you got three things to go and do, and you only had this weekend to do it, what would you want to go and visit, or what would you like to do? Oh gosh. Um... Personally, I'm a bit of a, a traditionalist. I like a good kind of, again, explore of a castle or a, uh, um, a yeah, a, a, some kind of nice historic city or something like that. 
oh gosh, only three weeks, Arundel, Arundel Castle, Arundel, absolutely beautiful, my go-to oh. place, I think, every time. Um, I was just trying to find that, I was like, where's that castle I was going to mention? Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, um, uh, it's just stunning, and again, it's, it's, we, it's something that I do with, with the family quite regularly, again, dog dog friendly and everything but it, it again it has everything that that kind of old historical high street area that is really good you're on the river so you can do that you can then take the choice you you can split a ticket you don't have to go and explore all of the castle you can actually just go into the grounds which is an amazing day out in itself explore the grounds um but the castle is is yeah is just quite special as well so um um my kids will roll their eyes at going not back to Arundel again but yeah that is probably one of my my go-to places absolutely um it, does that count as three things or I mean I can it is definitely worthy of three things but I maybe have a couple I was just say if anyone is listening do if you get on your phone if you're listening on your laptop do google Arundel Castle and you will see how stunning it is especially when you look at from the town and look up it looks a bit like uh, Hogwarts in the Hogwarts in a way from it. yeah absolutely I, did I was just going to say oh sorry Fran I was just going to say if you to make it an even longer day we went to the wet Centre yeah. as well yeah. in Arundel, which is really beautiful and again really peaceful. But well, you can take the kids. Obviously, it won't be so peaceful. But um, but yeah, it's a lovely area. I really enjoyed that. It'd be a bit of nature after a bit of history. It's really, really good. And again, um, we've we've gone there on days where they've just you know we've been fortunate enough to have their playing cricket on the uh, on the on the fields um, just outside. So yeah, just to amble round there and you know exploring the old bookshops and and things like that. Yeah, one of my one of my top days out. I I, I will throw in there as well somewhere that I re uh, recently visited, um, which again you can hook in. It makes a day out if you if you um, kind of build a little itinerary around. So we're talking East Sussex now, and the uh, Charlton Trust house is um again very quaint the house isn't open yet but all their gardens are so they're looking to open and, and some of their kind of um it's very cultural um it's the the place where the bloomsbury group the literary group used to meet so it's got a huge literary and, and cultural connotations to it um all set in the in in kind of really stunning um rural area and then you can hinge that on to some of the, the vineyards around there as well so that ties in really well for kind of like a vineyard visit um all in that kind of quite small con uh, contained area so that's another one that um that struck me that was really easy to do um little bit hidden maybe but yeah something that i'd uh, would like to string together i think no perfect i think that's uh, a great way to finish your personal favorites you've given us more than just uh, three you gave us little bundles together and a f you know and again what jules and i both forgot about the stunning arundel castle finish it off here then so i just wanted to say a massive thank you fran for joining us today and for going over some highlights of southeast england even though it's a very small country and it's a very small area compared to the rest of the world there's so much to do in southeast england that we've only just touched the tip of the iceberg so do make sure you go and check out uh, the website which is uh, visit southeast england is that correct 
Fran. That's it. Visit South East England. And there's some specific pages in at the moment. Um, the Light at the End of the Rainbow campaign allows you to search all these things we've been talking about and, and then all be kind of good to go and know before you go. Um, and the booking procedures, they're all in there. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. Make sure you do go and check out that website and also head over to thetravelpodcast.com where we'll have links to a lot of what we've talked about on today's episode. And also you can check out episode 19 where we do a full insight into Bournemouth, which Fran also mentioned is a great part of the south and southeast of England. So thank you all for listening. The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. We hope you liked this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends, but also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.